Hey, hey, how you doing out there? This is the G220 Effect presented by LifeCast. I am Steve. I'm Denai. And we are here bringing to you the importance of the Word of God, part two. Yes, we got so into it last time that we had to break this one into two uh, episodes because there was there's just so much information. And it's, it's so knowing that knowing that the Word of God is so important. And so we left off with the fifth verse, I think, having the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Yes. So if you have your Bible, get that Bible out. Second Timothy three is where we are. Uh, If you're on your phone, you can use your phone. We just want everybody to get used to just touching their pages of their Bible and getting acclimated with it. If you're driving, don't worry about it. We're going to read the word to you and try to pronounce some of these words as best as we can. Because you know my pronunciation is uh, a little bit off. It might be a little off, you know, so just pray for me, you know, while you drive and listening to us or you at home listening to us on YouTube or something like that, wherever you listen to us at. Hallelujah. And we just want to start off with prayer today. Father, I just thank you for your word is power. Your word is truth. And we just thank you that every word, Father God, that that proceeded out of the mouth of God, there's power in that word. Every word you have spoken and inspired holy men to write this word, Father God, is a true word. And we hold it dear in our hearts. And I just pray for everyone listening today, Lord, that they will also hear and understand the importance of Uh, taking heed to the word of God and really living this word, Father, so that we can be not ones that live just by word, but in power. We thank you and just honor you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen, amen, amen. I didn't have more. Sometimes I can pray for a very long time, but we're not going to do that. You know, I thought you was going to go in for a minute. (laughs) No, I'm joking, but let's. Start where we left off. So we left off at the fifth cha- at the fifth verse and third chapter in Timothy, and we're moving on to the sixth verse, which reads as I read right now: For of this sort are they which creep into the houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with divers of lust. Wow. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. So as, this is crazy that. I'm reading this word. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. It's like reading a book or going through school. You know how you go through school and you apply everything that you learn to take those tests. And then after you get out, everything you learn is like vominos. It's gone. And you like, oh, man, I, I need training. I need to be recertified. I need all this stuff because I never learned it the first time. I just did it to get by. And so this is what this is talking about. So. I just lived this life and I just did this life getting by. And ever learning sometimes could also mean people become real scholars of this thing. You know, they study and become theologians and, you know, nothing against theologians, but you study, you study and end up being puffed up. Doesn't that Bible talk about that yeah. too? So that you, when you gain some so much knowledge, sometimes it makes you puffed up. So you become puffed up, but then, like we said, there's no power in it. You're just knowing words and, you know, just like Pharisees and Sadducees. I mean, they were they knew it. But Jesus was going back and just telling them the truth. Like, okay, yeah, I know it says this, but think on this thing that I'm about to tell you. Yeah. And so it's almost like you you having pride puffed up, you know, being prideful. And so what happens when you become puffed up? They said the Bible talks about before pride comes to fall. And so there is a fall that's coming because you being puffed up. Ever 
never coming to the truth. And never so, coming to the knowledge of truth because truth, I just have to say this, truth transforms. I'm one of those people that uh, whenever Steve and I are together, I'm always, I've had this gift. We all have the gifts, by the way. It's in Corinthians and it talks about the gifts that we've been given, um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in those gifts, uh, discerning of spirits is one of those gifts. And I can say that I really walk in that. And what I see sometimes is I can see when there's no truth in something. So I'm always like, there's something about that, that I'm not, I'm not, I don't understand, or I don't really like, or it's not settling well with me. And, and usually I start to seek and ask God to help me to understand because it, it almost like makes my heart just harden. Like how I said, I've been chewing on that word that says cleave to what is good and abhor evil. So it's like whenever I discern that something is not of God, it just makes my heart really hard. <laughs> and I don't like feeling like that because we flow in the love of God. So then I say, Lord, help me to understand what it is so that if I understand what it is, then I can better pray for that person. So then I go in my word. This is what the word of God does. It helps us. <laughs> I go in the word and I usually find out what kind of spirit is that? What What's going on in this area that is not settling well with me? And that is what not coming to the knowledge of truth to me is. So knowing what is the truth and we find it in his word. And yet, you know what? I got a great scripture that talks about truth and what we should do with the truth. And that is John 17 and 17. It reads as this. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And I'll read the, the verse 19. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so, I, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Amen. And so you sanctify them with truth. What that what scripture is actually saying is that the word is true. So every word that you say it, it has to be truth because it bring, it does something when you tell the truth to somebody. You know, just like when you tell a lie, it may vex somebody. It may make you feel like, oh, okay, a little uneasy when someone lies to you. You know, like, okay, I don't even really want to trust this person anymore because they can't tell me the truth over something little. And so you become vexed or you become, um, some people disoriented with that person. Like, uh, mm, they making me sick, feel sick because they, they got to lie to me like this. But when you give people the truth, it, it does something to them. It does something to them. Even if they don't like it, it does something to them because it makes you ponder. It makes you wonder, wow, you know, wonder what's going on. And so that that's the importance of this. Yes, that's the importance of the word of God. His word is true. He is the true vine where the branches and we get to see such great fruit coming out of the truth. The truth bears truth. The truth the tr and this is why the word lasts forever, because the truth will be able to stand anything. And Lies don't. Lies do not stand. And the Bible says, Jesus, I think it's in, oh, goodness, I'm trying to get my addresses right. But somewhere in the John 13s or John 11, somewhere there, Jesus is saying that, hey, look. You worship, you worship your fa the father of lies. He's your father. <laughs> so we know that the devil is the father of lies. There's nothing that's true that comes out of him. So therefore, if I bear lies, then nothing, nothing is, is going to be established out of a lie. But all things are established in the truth, and the truth will be able to stand no matter what is brought to you. Okay, so I got that true scripture for you. So you you can we can read it and salivate over it. Hallelujah. Okay, it's <laughs> Psalms one hundred and five. So that is Psalms the hundredth chapter, verse five. 
and say, For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth through all generations. Yes. So there is nothing you can do with the truth because it is going to be there through this whole generation. So when I'm gone, the truth still be here. When you're gone, the truth still be here. It'll still stand. So that's Amen. awesome to know. So, so we don't want to be ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of truth, getting puffed up with knowledge or all those things that just never get us to really walking in truth. And it says now as we looked this up <laughs> because I was like, how do you pronounce that? And I was pronouncing it Janice. <laughs> Janice and Jumbrace. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, it's actually pronounced Iyanis and Iyambres. Withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. So do these also resist truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. And you know what's funny? You remember the old stance when your mom said, tell me the truth now because she'll find out later? You know, I don't know if anybody grew up with that, but if you had, you can relate to me with that. You know how you tell your mama that lie or you tell somebody that lie and they say, oh, is, you gonna, you, it's, if you're lying, I'm going to find out. And they end up finding out. So this is the same thing it's saying right here with these two and concerning them and Moses. So it's, it's saying... Uh, so shall their folly be manifested to all men as there also was. And so it's saying that what they're doing will be manifested. People will know what they're doing and know that it's a lie. And so it'll come back to you. And so, you know, how your parent always found out and you'd be like, gosh, how did they find out? How did they find out? Well, it, it's always going to come back. Yes. What's done in the dark will always come out in the light. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Because the Holy Spirit is the light and he will shine on everything that's not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But Jesus is also the light. It says that in John 1, right? He's the light. So wherever he is, he's going to shine light and darkness can't comprehend, it says. And you ever notice how a shadow is when you're walking down the street and it's like the smallest thing because it's so much light? And so light casts a shadow, but can a shadow cast light? Nope. No. <laughs> and that's awesome. <laughs> Amen. So now verse 10 says, but thou hast fallen, I'm sorry, thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all. All the Lord delivered me. And I know people love the scripture because they, they say this all the time. I know I know in church I used to hear it all the time. And I'd be like, the Lord delivered them all. Delivered me from them all. <laughs> but you're hearing the scripture in fullness. So it's telling you that this is the good part, actually, that if you walk in this way, the Lord will deliver you through everything, persecution, affliction. Um, you when you're walking in sound doctrine, when you're walking in the manner of life, when you're walking in purpose, when you're walking in faith, when you've long suffered, when you're walking in love, when you're being patient. I love what Paul is saying here because to me that that part where he says what persecutions I endured. I mean, this is this is so awesome because Paul is teaching Timothy here, right? As his mentor, as spiritual father, whatever you might want to call it. He's teaching him and he's like, you know, even I had to endure persecution. 
So that to me is long suffering is one of those fruits that we have being able to endure because we imagine that I go in a room or I watched recently, I'm not going to say names, but I watched recently a video of a believer who went against a very popular gospel or Christian singer or Christian musician for being on a big time award show and not speaking of the name of Jesus. So guess what? If you go in an environment like that, that's secular, that is big, big production, and they probably don't want you to mention the name Jesus. <laughs> but you hear from the Holy Spirit, hey, these, there's someone in this crowd that needs to hear the message of Jesus today. Say these words. And we don't, when we say it, guess what? There will be persecution that comes with that. It might be you lose a contract. <laughs> it might be they'll never invite you back. It might be that um, your, your records won't sell anymore. But you know what? You're standing for the truth, right? And, and that's when that choice has to be the, the biggest difference in your life. What did I choose? What did I choose? What life did I get into? Did I get into this life for Christ so that I can reach fame? Did I get into this life for Christ? That I can be, it, it actually gets to check the content of your heart. You get to know what your heart is really about and what you're really looking at. And so you begin to you begin to search your heart after that, something like that, I will believe. And and I and this is an encouragement for all people who are out there, you're leading, whether you're leading in, in music, you're leading in whatever capacity you have a job where you are CEO, whatever it is. We, you have been called to stand for the word of God and persecution will come. Even Paul is saying here, I endured persecution and, and persecution is just one of those things as believers, we are just going to have to go through. Yeah. And, but Christ reminded us that we're not, it's not us that they hate. It's Jesus that they hate in us. But you know what? If you, let's say given still being on that example, that person that at that award show that needed Jesus, their life is transformed. The heavens rejoice because of that one person that got saved that night. And then it says, Paul talks, I don't know if it's in this scripture, but it's in Timothy also. He says that I, I'm, I'm, he knew he was getting ready to be, to be killed. And he says, but I'm excited for my crown of righteousness because there's something that awaits us, eternity. And, and it's not about right now. It's not about come, being invited back. It's not about, but this is the truth that we have. And this is why we are given this word to, to, to be that basic, what is it called? Instruction before leaving earth. Yes. Amen. Yeah, and so it, it 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 the next scripture really speaks about the in volumes of what we're talking about. It say in verse twelve, ye and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. <laughs> so it's yay. I know my wife's going to get on me because I say ye. You know, <laughs> it's yay. I love so, you. But it's saying that all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. So it's not going to skip past you. You're going to get this persecution some way, shape, form. It's going to touch you. It's, 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 it's evident. It's evident of the life in Christ. And so it's that peace that people don't want to see and don't want to feel. But it's that peace that God is going to be there with you in. It's that peace that surpasses all understanding. It's that, it's that peace that's going to make other people go, whoa, who are you? And you would give up all of this for this or you will do this for that? Wow, you must really believe what you believe. Because I love what Paul says in Romans. He says, he says, nothing, nothing. I'm fully persuaded that nothing shall ever separate me from the love of God. You know what it means to know that you are loved by God? That secures you even in persecution. And you know what else should secure you? Just knowing that what Jesus said to Satan at the mountaintop. 
He said, Satan said he would give him all the kingdoms of this world. And he said, what's your profit to man to live by? What's your profit to man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Mm. So he said that in reference to us right now. He's saying you shall suffer persecution. You should go through these things. And if you don't give up, if you don't give up, you got a crown of righteousness waiting yeah. for you. Waiting for eternity. But, but Jesus, but, Jesus gave us the example. He didn't give up on us right there when he could have just said, you know who I am and you coming at me with this. But he didn't do that. He just stood his ground and said, man should not live about bread. Man should not live with bread alone, but every word that proceeded by the mouth of God. And that's awesome to know. Hallelujah. So it says, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Who is the deceiver? Who is the evil men? <laughs> Who's the evil men the scripture's talking about? And the seducers. The evil men. It said evil men. It didn't say evil angels. It didn't say evil spirits. It said evil men and seducers shall wax worse. And it's interesting because Steve and I had this conversation and we always say we never want to give glory to the enemy because we know he's already been defeated. There's, there's no need to even go there. But what we have is, is the basic instruction before leaving, before earth. leaving earth. Okay. <laughs> I keep saying that because today it's really ringing uh, strongly in my heart that God gave us this so we know what to choose. And to choose wisely. That's why wisdom above all things. Wisdom is the greatest thing that you should have. And so he gave us an instruction manual on how to live. So how to live a purposeful life without, without going through things that is unnecessary. But going through the things that are necessary. Amen. And knowing what to choose so that you don't end up in one route and then want to blame the devil for it. Steve said it says evil men. So you can choose evil. You know, just like that scripture that I read that says cleave to what is good and abhor evil because there is a choice. I can choose evil and walk in evil's way. And 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 I can't blame that on, on the devil. I made a choice. That was my choice. And you know how people become evil is just by saying I'm comfortable with the way things are. And you know what that means? So I'm comfortable with struggling. You know how they say it's the struggle. It's the struggle. I'm comfortable with the struggle. I'm comfortable with things the way they are. I, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable with change. I'm not comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with being outside of tradition. I'm not comfortable with being, um, being different. I'm not comfortable with. You know. So what God is trying to get us is out of comfort and get us to a place where we can continue to move forward in growth. You know. I say this life that we live today is is. If you're not growing, then you're already dead. So how is you? How are you living if you're not growing? Because once your mind, only time you stop growing is when you die. It should be, but what ends up happening is that people stop growing when they reach a certain age and say, "I'm done, I'm done," because pride is set in, because hurt is set in, and all these different things that we talked about in other. Other podcasts, go look them up, you know, YouTube, Instagram, you know, SoundCloud. But no, all these different things that we, we've been talking about is right what this thing is talking about. It's talking about evil men and seducers shall wax worse. How do they get worse? By becoming comfortable, becoming, you know, wroth in the things that becoming stuck in the standstill in the things that they won't change. And so what happens? They keep getting beat up, beat up, beat up into the point where they say, I quit. And this is how I'm going to be. This is me. This is this is who I am. Accept me for what I am. All these different sayings you can keep going. I can keep going on and on. But this is what people happen. And this makes them become evil 
And then they become seducers and they show wax worse. And it's said worse and deceiving and being deceived. So you deceiving others because of your hurt and you being deceived. Wow. So you teaching somebody deception and they going out and teaching somebody more deception and they going out with more deception and more deception, more deception. What happened? And you say, so evil becomes good. Evil becomes good in the eyesight of their own eyes yes. without even getting truth. So you, you're not getting truth. So what happens? This evil becomes good. So what happens for the believer? We need to step up our job and produce truth into these evil. And that was char- the charge to, uh, from Paul to Timothy is that, hey, you're now becoming the leader. I'm, I, my time is coming to an end here, but I'm equipping you now as the next leader. Take, take charge and take heart that this is what's going to happen. It's going to even get worse because there's going to be so much deception. How do you decipher deception from truth is by knowing who is the truth, the word, the word himself by having relationship. And we advocate for relationship because it's not just reading the word, but it's meditating and chewing on it and allowing it to be life. It's going through the circumstances of life and asking God, help me, Lord, help me through your word to understand what I'm going through. Help me through your word to see where I'm no longer growing and why I'm not growing. Help me with your truth to understand the problems that keep cycling in my life so that I can step out of them. But that's how we begin to know the truth and not be deceived that it's normal for certain things to be like this in my life. We even look at TV now, and and it's not trying to bash. We're just speaking truth. But TV has changed. We were talking the other day about the shows that we watched growing up, and there was a mom and a dad and children and 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 they were happy and healthy and i mean the 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 changes that have happened in tv and the the outlook that we have on family seeing so much brokenness i was watching another very popular music, musician and her mom just yelling at each other and and guess what that to some people now that looks normal they're deceiving that that's okay nobody's going in there and speaking the truth of what the word of god says so that those lives can be transformed so when tv back in the day was having the full family you know we got to the point that we had to they brought forth reality tv were brought forth what people say what's real and anything's on tv we know it can't be totally real but they brought forth reality so when you when they were trying to teach us what a family looks like here comes, uh, you know, what we say is reality happening. And this is what it looks like. This is what family looks like. And it brought forth this whole thing is this, I'm going to do me. I think it brought forth all that. I'm going to do me. This is how it is. And this is what it's going to be. All that different type of stuff that don't matter when you're talking about God who has the power. It, the Bible said he rose, Jesus, at the third day, he rose with all power. So if Jesus rose with all power, then he has the power to bring forth life, which is not reality TV. So, but let's continue on and read. So we got past the deceive and being deceived. Now we're in verse 14. It said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of knowing whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So hear that. And I just want to, I think I... I think we should do another podcast on this because now we're getting into really knowing what you need to be equipped with. 
and why this is important because I believe that we can even break this truth down even in so many ways that will open it up. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to just open up the word even more um, as we study together, Second Timothy verse three, and just go deeper into what do you think, Steve? I, I think that's an awesome idea. But you know what's funny that this I like the like this part of the scripture too though when he said this part and said which is able to make thee wise he said and that from the child has known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto what salvation it said the scriptures are are here to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus so you can't have the scriptures without Christ. So you can't say, I believe in the Bible and don't believe in Jesus Christ. Because guess what? John 1 and 1 says, I'm the word and the word was made flesh. And what happened to the word? In the beginning, there was I, the word. And so. And in the end, he came back and his name was called the word. The word. So, I mean, <laughs> yay. The, the end in the beginning, he was there. So let's continue to read on and get done with these scriptures. Uh but we did say we was going to do it the next time. Yeah. So let me just hold that thought. <laughs> and, We're going to hold that thought because we could spend just a lot of minutes on that one. But yeah, so at this point in time, we just want to offer the thing that we offer all the time, the goodness of Jesus to you. Hallelujah. So, and so with this prayer, you can also believe Jesus like we do. And so at this time, I just want to pray. Okay. And before you pray, babe, I just feel in my heart. Um, sorry, I call him babe, Steve. <laughs> I just okay. I just feel in my spirit right now. That there's somebody who is listening who says, well, all this sounds good, but, and it's almost bringing me to tears, but I'm not ready. I'm too dirty. I'm too unworthy. I just want to let you know today that you are worthy, that God loves you, that God sees you. God says you don't have to. I loved you before you were even Anything that was formed, I knew who you would be. In your mother's womb, I knew who you would be. That's his love for you. And you can read that in Psalm 139 to just affirm how much God loves you. You don't have to wait to receive Christ. You are worthy as you are because Jesus, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God says, I came, Jesus came for every one of us, including you. You are worthy. You are loved. God is just waiting. Picture him waiting for you with a white robe and saying, it's okay. Come step into this. It will cover you and take away all the things that are old and make you new. And that's a word that I just feel is for somebody out there today. And just know that you are loved. And I just want to uh, just let Steve pray right now. And we always want to offer people uh, that same prayer of salvation because we know that life begins when you accept Jesus Christ. And so with that being saying, I just want to say this to you. Just say yes. Just say yes to Jesus. Yes. Knowing that Jesus is the center of your joy. And if you can reach that joy, just say yes to him at this moment in time. And give, just say, Lord, my life, I offer it unto you. And Lord, this is not as a sacrifice because you were the sacrifice. Your blood was shed for me. And so, Lord, I say yes to your will this day. And from this day forth, you are a new creature. And so I just want to pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this time and this hour that we have. Father, we thank you, Father God, that every minute and second means and matters, Father God. But we thank you most importantly that you are who you are in our life. Lord, 
King and Savior. We thank you, Jesus, this day. And this has been the G220 Effect. I am Steve. I'm Denai. And we are LifeCast. Hallelujah. You have a blessed day and be filled with all the joy around you and everything that you touch may turn into gold. You are empowered to live in power and in truth. Be empowered. Hallelujah.